Zach, how have you been? Been all right. You're you know, a liar. It's Friday. Fucking tell me the truth, dude. Don't fucking bullshit me. <laughs> if I told you the truth, I'd have to kill you. So that's not gonna happen. But <laughs> my dog's been like acting a fool because it's storming like crazy here, and you'd think it's like non-flashback for this dog right now. Uh, she was under my uh, my feet for a little while, so she may ricochet some things loose. <laughs> Uh, so be advised, uh, she is, like I said, acting a fool. So, um, things may get a little weird. Sounds like you're in the middle of Nam in Jersey with how scared she is. Is it not raining? It was for a hot second. I, uh, I just watched everything blow away furniture wise outside and just said, it's actually, let me, let me, let me tell you one thing completely off topic, but I feel like it's necessary. I would hope so. So I was watching, uh, I go on YouTube and I like poke around while mm-hmm. I'm on here. Um, cause you know, you're kind of boring to talk to. So I need something to entertain me while you ramble. And I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess Billy Eilish put out a, uh, a thing for tiny desk concerts and wah, wah, wee, woo. It is fantastic. Wow. I'm definitely going to have to take that into consideration. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like people talk a lot of smack about her. I think she's incredible. I mean, that's why she swept the Grammys, because she is incredible. I, I don't think people can wrap their heads around the new kind of sound that she brought to the table. Like, th- that's the, like the old head, and these people are like, oh, her music just doesn't sound like music. Well, no, it's, it's like, got so much, no, it's, it so much feeling to it, man. It's so much emotion. Like, I know uh, Dave Roll was saying that his kids listened to her. This was mm. like a long time ago. And he was like, yeah, this shit, like, it's it's good. And uh, I have to agree, man. Like, I, I every time she co- comes up on the radio... I usually uh, crank it up a bit. I mean, it's I not really, it. it's not really crank worthy, but I don't know. I mess with that stuff. Once the breakdown hits in uh, "Bad Guy," if they put that on the radio, then I start bumping that because that breakdown fucking slaps and sticks to the wall for at least a couple my, of weeks. My wife hates Billie Eilish. Oh, I mean, everybody has their own taste, but you have to give her credit for her and her brother creating like this sound that is just oh, never so been cool, heard before, man. dude. Yeah, it's very I mean, experimental. Like, she's like the she is what rock stars are turning into. It's starting from your bedroom and working your way out from there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so different. Like, it's just such a different sound compared to everything else. Like, that's what I appreciate. Like, it's so hard to find, find that's... like legitimately new sound and she's got it. And that's the blessing and the curse with how you go about the music industry anymore. I mean, it used to be, you just tore, 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 you know, grind your face into these basement shows, these DIY shows and, Hopefully people like your music and a label markets you and puts you out there. But the internet, you know, yeah. it, it seems like, you know, if your music's great, it'll gain traction. And then that's it. Your DIY revolves around just putting out music like yeah, and seeing what happens. I don't know. I don't know how she got started. I know she came out of nowhere and just blew up, which I'm stoked for. I don't I, I but I see a lot of bands now that just release stuff on their own and it gains traction and they bands or artists yeah. in general. You should definitely check it out, man. It's good. And anybody listen, it's fantastic. I and think it's great. A lot of Tiny Desk episodes are fucking fantastic. I don't think I have one that I have seen that didn't impress me at all. Yeah, that's, I'm trying to think of one that I haven't liked. Uh, that's like Audio Tree. I mean, Do you watch Audio Tree a lot? Oh, the Audio Tree's fantastic. I, I love mean. Audio Tree. It's that, That's something we need more of. A lot. Of, I don't know like, why. I loved... Uh, I'm a huge fan of... Uh, a folk musician called Shaky Graves, mm-hmm. which uh, 
dude, he's he's so cool. So I met I met him. I uh, I met a guy at, at work, and he uh, he introduced me to it. And I guess it's called. It's almost like its own sub sub genre of folk. It's like it's like uh, it's almost he. It's pretty much like pandering to homeless people, almost in a way. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so like to give you like kind of context on what this guy does, and anybody that is listening that is into that kind of stuff, even if you're not into it, if you're just into music in general and can appreciate like just talent, like even if you don't like the sound, um, watch Shaky Graves because especially on Audio Tree. So what his like. His thing is, is he started out playing out front of like, like shows, like for, for instance, like Mumford and Sons, like say what you will about, I'm not a big fan of them, but not bad. Um, I mean, you they have take that, that statement they, back, but you know, whatever <laughs> they have, but they have that folk vibe, right? So he kind of is in tune with that. And during one of Kings, Kings where did I get Kings of Leon from? You're right uh, today. One of, you want to take a break? I, I, I don't know. And this is a uh, lot. I'm just kidding. For, for so if Mumford and Sons was hiring like buskers to sit out front of their shows, so while people were in line to get into the the venue, people would like get in that vibe. And mm. Shaky Graves is one of them. And Shaky Graves, he built, you know, like the hard shell 1970s suitcases. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, so he got one of those from like a like a pawn shop or something, and put a drum inside of it. And when he plays. He plays out of like an electric hollow body, like 1940s Gibson. Um, and it sounds a little dirty. And he will have the suitcase behind him uh, upright uh, on its side with a kick. And he plays percussion with the uh, with the guitar and he sings at the same time. But it's very like, it's very like just muddy sounding. Muddy, oh, it's yeah. So good. It's like got like his, an edge his, to it. Dude, his tone is just so good. He plays in like all drop tuning too, like kind of weird tunings. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but uh, it it's it's nasty stuff, man. I love. I just saw him live like two years ago, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. A lot people should do more. Like musicians should do uh, a lot with like kind of what he does. Uh, I had Kyle from Picturesque on. He's like in the post hardcore, but they're being experimental now yeah. with the music that they release. But he was telling me they used to go to like local shows, like. For example, you and I like go to the Electric Factory, bring in a yep. guitar, and just fucking you know do a couple songs or covers, whatever, impress idea. people, and give great them idea. free CDs. It's genius. Like, yeah, it's a great idea. How it's else better are... than like? It's better than the the other method, which is go to Atlantic City on that really rackety ass boardwalk, and like <laughs> people will like. I remember I took a CD from a guy. I guess he was like a rapper, and he's like, "Hey man, you want a CD?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I, he gave it to me. He's like, "All right, fifteen bucks, man." I'm like, "Nah, what man, you can have this back." You, dude, no. I was like, "Nah, like, there's one, like, there's one way to go about it, but to like put it in my hand and then ask me to pay for it, like, yeah. nah, I'm not gonna support you that way. That's a little bit aggressive." They're literally so doing that. How... Doing it that way. They just do that in New York all the time. They do it in New York all the time. It's fucking yeah, insane. No yeah, oh, dude. I mean, especially if like there's the fact of uh, you know, twenty rappers just like trying to hand out their mixtapes and shit, and I. <laughs> I felt bad for because my one friend's girl like actually paid for it. She paid twenty bucks, dude. And oh, I'm like, oh. oh, this is my this is my you know mixtape. Like she, they put it in her hands, just like you said. And uh, when we got to listen to it in the car, because I was I, I drove. I was just the you know we only took one car. We commuted and dude, it was literally just Spanish music, like just <laughs> Spanish music on a fucking like burnt like, CD. It's like you just got fucking scammed. <laughs> I mean, well, speaking of that, um, looks like. 
I mean, the drive through thing's really picking up. A lot of artists are going the drive-in method, and it's uh, it's pretty legit, man. It's actually cool seeing people put dates together. Um, you, you were saying there was another one that was happening at Citizens Bank Park, because the Front Bottoms just did it recently. Yeah, the Front Bottoms just did it. Uh, the Struts just played at Citizens oh. Bank. Not at Citizens Bank Park, but it's out but in the parking lot. In the parking lot, now. yeah. Um, I'm going next Thursday. Uh, you know, not a fan of Butt Rock, but Shine Down, they're gonna be there. Oh, fuck yeah, um, dude! But it's but it's not it's not Shine Down. It's actually uh, the singer and the acoustic, not the acoustic guitar player. The guitar player is gonna play acoustic, and they do covers and they slap, man. Uh, I, sh- I think I showed you. You listened to the in the air tonight, the Phil Collins slash Genesis. I did. Version yeah. They did. It's it's pretty cool, man. They got Fucking a good vibe. Incredible. I'm not a big fan of Shine Down, but he's a great singer and. They got a cool sound, so like their little touch on that kind of stuff's pretty cool. And I mean, it's the closest thing that I've gotten to anything that I am really like into coming around. Mm-hmm. That's music-wise. So I I took the opportunity, and we're gonna go next uh, Thursday. I feel like this is something that will happen more often. I mean, the I don't know. I I, I how's the experience? I know you went to see Bert Kreischer as a stand-up comedian. So oh my god, so he's hilarious. Um. It was so I went to Oceanport, which Where's is up in like at? Red Bank area. Um, so it was like a two-hour drive from where I'm at, and like it was cool. Definitely like got a tailgate vibe from it. It was really fun. Um, for the most part, everybody was pretty good with the rules. There was definitely a couple outliers. Um, a lot of cops uh, driving through the lanes, uh, making sure everybody's like at least staying in their vehicle. Yeah, um, well, that, great. and then re- you have to worry about the drinking and the driving aspect of things. Like, yeah, so that that was something I was concerned about. I, you know, I I wanted to imbibe, so I took the chance. I brought a cooler full of beer and uh, other beverages, hoping that they would let me in with it, and they did. Everybody kind of followed suit. I just wasn't sure if they were actually going to do it. Right. Um, so the biggest problem with it was, um, and I didn't foresee it. I didn't even think it would be a problem. I've actually never been to a driving movie theater. Was I was legitimately a quarter mile away from the stage, which sucks. I couldn't see him. Um, they had screens that were probably about, they were probably like 15 by 20 screens every okay. about 15 to 20 rows of cars. So that's not really that big of a screen when you're that far back from, from the screen. I mean, 20 rows back and a bunch of cars, that's pretty far back. Mm-hmm. So they had about, they had about three of those on each side. So a, a total of uh, like, like six to like six or eight of them, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, what the big problem was, I was so far from the stage that the sound echoed all the way out to my car. Ugh. So that was kind of, so that was the problem. It's too um, much open space. I, just resonates yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And I have a truck, so we use my truck so we can sit in the bed and not have to sit in the, wow, in the car. Yeah. And listen That's to really it. smart. Yeah. So we got on top of the car. I'm like, as soon as like I heard the opening act, they come on stage and I heard how bad the echo was. I was like, Oh man, like this is not going to be good. Um, but then I realized, oh, I can turn the radio on. So I turned the radio on, and uh, I opened the doors up, and I blast as loud as I could. And that helped mitigate it a little bit. Like, you could definitely hear the reverb from the echo mm-hmm. just naturally being outside. But he was great. Uh, it was really fun. It was awesome going out and doing it. I, it's, it. Like, if you took a moment to, like, step back and, like, appreciate the moment to think, like, this might this might never ever, hopefully never ever have to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just uh, adapting at this point. Because like we talked about the last time, like he's losing money or at least breaking even on this stuff. Yeah, so dude, what the fuck? When it all goes back to normal, it's never going to be like this again. 
Um, so it was like, even if it wasn't the best show, it was still really neat to like be a part of that. So years down the line when I'm old and gray, I can see like, I can say like, yeah, I was at like one of these driving shows when they had nothing else to go on. So, Mm -hmm. and props to him too, because I don't see like just in stand up, you know, comedians in general, like the bigger ones, like I don't see Joey Diaz or Whitney Cummings or, or, or Tom Segura. I don't see any of them doing that. I mean, Bert seems like he's the only one that's actually trying to put this in. Nikki Glazer's, she's going to be there. Um, think like next week or something like that but they're like they're starting to come around to it um i know bill burr just did dave Chappelle's thing mm. out in ohio which there's like not a lot of details about it but it's apparently like know. hardcore following the rules and like in an open field but it it's is. like it's an intimate like setting a lot. and like yeah. they're 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 implementing those six feet distancings like you know to a t and you have to wear your mask like even i think when even when you're sitting down you have to wear the mask like i saw the video of of Chappelle when he was talking about the, the Black Lives Matter um, whole, it wasn't even a bit. He just wanted to talk about it. And it was like really sincere, okay. and it was really like Eight touching to 40, 46 seconds, I think it was for the George Floyd stuff. Holy shit, dude! Like yeah, it was, that was powerful stuff. Man. That is powerful stuff. That dude, that man is a goddamn legend. Like that was just that was just literally it wasn't even stand up. Like I initially when it, when it dropped, everybody's like, oh, freaking Dave's doing stand up, and then it was just like a spoken word. Mm. Uh. We need more of that masterpiece. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We need more of that. Like, but he, like guys like him, transcend comedy. Like he's one. It's a very select group of people. He's like, like George Carlin. Uh, God, rest in peace, Dave that Chappelle. Fucker. And for some people, Bill Hicks. I'm a tool guy, so Bill Hicks obviously is a big thing for me. Um, I'm trying to think of but the people yeah, who but, transcend comedy. It's not a lot out there. I mean, you have your different genres. Like, like and like i think you're you're on the right track with me like thinking about it like i don't transcending comedy in terms of like obviously like kevin hart's huge but i don't think he transcends comedy i think he's a great comedian i think he's like the top of the food chain for comedy but Mm -hmm. he's like like when dave Chappelle speaks it's almost like listening to a lecture yes yeah Yeah. like you're literally sitting at your fucking college i feel like i learned something when i listen to him speak (laughs) there's a lot to learn with him i mean i mean did let's let's take a vote on this did dane cook fucking transcend comedy (laughs) i don't think so nah dude i don't (laughs) think so. he's funny as shit though i know i know man that was like the funniest like i watch it now and it still holds up that that shit was so funny he had his oh. he had his own fucking thing, man. Like just the shit that he would say. I think it was just his his mannerisms the whole time. Through it his was, skip. That's Fuck exactly him. what it was. It was the way he said things and how he said things. It was exactly shit what in and around the coats. So the coats, like. Dude, and, like the camera work for Vicious Circle, like when he was doing like the the quick movements and like the <laughs> like get like like moving all around for his jokes. Like yeah. the camera would like peel behind him while he like would turn behind himself, and it was oh my god. <laughs> well, Kevin Hart has the same. Like he's he's um he's very like uh he's very animated when he's up there on stage too. With when he does these huge fucking you know stadium shows for stand up comedy, and Dave Chappelle's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like his kid loves Kevin Hart. Do you hear him talk about how his kid loves Kevin Hart and all that no. shit? He talked. <laughs> he, dude, he talked about. It. He's like motherfucker. Like, are you kidding me? Like this dude selling out stadiums. Like it was cool as fuck. I don't know if it was <laughs> in stand. I think it was in one of his Netflix stand ups. Uh, one of his Netflix specials, but. Yeah. He was just like, this is what we're going to? Like, damn, I should never quit. <laughs> like, I know. Should never went to Africa. Yeah. Should just stay the fuck here. Yeah, D- Dave literally transcends comedy, in my opinion, because like like his last Netflix special, it just like 
Like you, everything he says has validity to it. The stuff he mm. makes a joke about, like the very touchy topics. Um, I mean, especially him being a like a black man, like he's he's brought awareness to things for me. Like l- listening to him speak and his take on things that, like, for me, I, it's really weird to think about it. Like that's the community I go to to really get like real life, real person perspective on like what's really going on. That's who I assimilate to as comedians. Mm-hmm. Very more than like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and coming from his perspective, um, like there's a lot of things that he's going through and things that he's discussing that like I will never be able to understand or you won't be able to understand. So taking it into perspective and kind of dissecting it and like listening, it, it everything he says just makes fucking sense. So I, yeah, you know, I take everything he says like you know to the to the extreme like whether it's like his comedy or it's a lecture that he's basically putting out there for you know the right of black lives and everything that's going on you know tries to you know and he tries to like put in these quirky jokes through as he does it but it's like you laugh at these when he does it and it's like wow but he's not fucking wrong like that's so true dude like I can't that's like that's why like like for me I I never got into John Stewart till very like later, like towards the end, unfortunately, like towards the end of his, uh, his days on that show. But, um, I had a teacher of mine that kind of, uh, I was in like a political science class or something like that. And, uh, we were getting like these deep political discussions and usually that can go one way or the other. But, uh, he would always talk about John Stewart. He's like, you know where the best source of news, to, you know where the best source of news to get is from? And we all asked where. And he's like, Daily Show. And we're like, that's kind of weird. Like, where's the punchline for this one? <laughs> and he made a very good point, actually. And I never watched the show up until this point. I went home that night and I, I watched it. He said, in order for that show to work, in order for it to be funny, it, uh, all that satire, they're always it has to have some truth to it, and that goes along with any joke. But mm. once I thought about that, I'm like, oh, okay, so they are talking about real issues. And then I like clicked on the channel to Comedy Central to watch it, and lo and behold, like they would always have a uh, a point to make with everything that they were making fun of. And the reason why it's so funny is because it's like so batshit insane that it's like too funny to be true <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and you and you don't want to it's not that you don't want to believe it it's like nah this can't be real like there's no way like that whatever they're saying is true and then you know two seconds later obviously there's true like they'll pull clips and everything yeah. and you know but they put into a context where it's fucking hilarious but yeah you're right like he was i mean the daily show now like it's pretty funny but i think john stewart like really capitalized on like political humor at the same time of like expressing these issues that we have between you know both parties i don't think he was i think he was more like it's not that he was more left or more right i'm pretty sure he was just a neutral uh, oh he's definitely he's more he's, i feel like he's like a left-leaning centrist of anything mm-hmm. yeah which he, is kind of what i feel like i am so yeah i mean i with you know with regards to that like he just you know he just wants to you know, bring out the light of the problems within politics and the government and just, you know, ex- not have expose a good laugh, it, but have a good laugh about laugh. it. It's like, it's fucking goofy, dude. Like, you know, you got, you know, adults fucking up. You got adults like running things that are incorrect and, you know, maybe they shouldn't even be in the government, but they are somehow. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, we've seen that way too many times, like in our lifetime. So <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? But um, yeah, I know, and like these. But back to what you're saying with these drive-ins, like I, I, 
I'm pretty sure once this is all said and done and like the music, like just the industry, like the economy opens back up and we go back to normal living standards, like how things used to be like for one, like, like comedy um, and the music industry in itself. Like, I think it's just going to be, I think it's going to be so much of, of like an excitement that you, these, these artists and these like stand up comedians, they could take advantage of building these huge fucking, you know, tier tours and they'll be sold out like within seconds. You know what I mean? Like, like if Bert and Tom ever did uh, stand up, uh tour and then they had like a bunch of other top tier guys like or girls under them or or Whitney Cummings is like a headliner with them like dude like they would sell out these these stadiums like they wouldn't have to yeah. they would have a bigger cap space than they normally would beforehand like you know because Bill Burr would go to Atlantic City or Tom Segura would come to Parks Casino and I mean That's what's right, that cap so space like a thousand something like yeah I don't even know but yeah I have a very strong feeling that when this opens up, like especially like bands, like for example, like, uh, and I would hope they would bring on smaller bands to like kind of fill the void of, uh, of you know, the, where the smaller bands meet the larger bands. Like, if, th- if this is honestly this is like from my perspective, if Cody and Cambria, Circus Survive, Dance Gavin Dance, Covet, Bill Murray, and like Microwave, like if that's your lineup. In general, I mean, you already have Coheed and Cambria and Dance Gavin Dance where it's like a cult-like fan base and they will see them whenever and like it doesn't matter what the price is. Like they're going to get an opportunity yeah. to go see them. And you I can... Know, s- I, know, I know somebody that's a huge Coheed fan and... Uh, they're everywhere. She was... Uh, yeah, shout out to Jessica. She ends up watching this. Um, she, uh, she, she gets all... So, I mean, Coheed's fans are... It's like its own like little eclectic group. Like they're great. Um, she was super stoked this year because she was going to take her uh, her kids to go on a cruise where Coheed was going to headline. Yeah, so, I saw that. Yeah, oh it was God. sold out yeah, too. Yeah, their fans are crazy though. Like their fans come out in droves and they'll follow them wherever. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they have a graphic novel that they create too. Yeah, the Armory Wars is yeah. Claudio's uh, comic book series, and dude, it's. It's pretty good. Like I read, I've read a couple like chapters of it, like just random books, um, browsing in like a bookstore or something. But, um, dude, their How fan base. How you browsing in a bookstore, George? I was with friends that wanted to be there in the first place, so <laughs> that was wasn't my decision, friends. dude. You will never not... see me at a fucking bookstore. So it's the last place I want to be. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, I never heard a conversation where you're like, yeah, this is like browsing at a bookstore. And no, like, if, I'm in a, if I'm in a bookstore, it's because somebody else wants to be there. Like, not me. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. not going to bullshit you. <laughs> I'm not going to try to make you think I'm smarter than, than I already am. I feel like that's like the flex you were going towards, though. No, no. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, yeah, but like, holy shit, George is like full of shit on the podcast. Like... <laughs> George is actually a fucking liar. <laughs> fucking fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this kid? He plays drums. Drummers right. don't read fucking dark. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> fucked up, dude. Um, but yeah, like, the, dude, their fans are hardcore. Um, and the crazy thing about it is, too, like, I've gone to a couple of Cody shows. One, uh, Starland Barroom. The second one was the outside summer stage for Stone Pony. Oh, I heard and Starland's fucking awesome, man. Starland is pretty... Dude, their sound in there is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I heard it's, like, it's, the it's way a it's perfect built. metal venue, too. I heard it's, like, the best. Dude, I saw E-Town Concrete there. 
I th- wow. I saw. I know, right, dude? That's like old school hardcore. Yeah. I saw. I wanted to see Kill Switch. I don't know why we went there. I don't. I forget the whole reasoning behind it. You were probably at the bookstore. <laughs> yeah, I was reading the Army of Wars. Um, I went, sorry, but instead, make it. And, sorry guys, I had a had a really deep dive into up. some non-fictional. Book, yeah, it has some non-fictional fucking, um, you know, lifestyle of reading books. Anyways, fuck you, Zach. So basically, I know, twice. <laughs> I've done that twice now. So um, we. Yeah, I saw him in New York though, but the Starland Ballroom was a really it was a really great venue in general. I saw Frank perform there from I think it was, I think it was Frank Iyer and the Patients at the time because he's got a couple other bands too. But um, yeah, their fans are hardcore and like it's funny because like when I would go to their shows, a lot of people would just know each other from you know seeing each other at Kohi shows. Like it's like they fucking they all come together just at Kohi and like they all share the same passion like there's a huge they're the new Pearl Jam man or Pearl Jam Dave Matthews band Fish yep they they just had that huge following and like there's a whole group on Facebook for it and you know they're very active it's a very strong community which is fucking cool I like that I appreciate that um but and like just like with Dance Gavin Dance like I mean those those bands like i'm just saying in general like when everything does come back to normal i think the best thing for these artists can do is to not only bring the lower tiers onto your tour package but just go all in because we fucking miss this shit like if you have kohe and dance and circus survive with anthony green like on the same lineup dude that's you can sell out an amphitheater easily oh, yeah for sure now easily now you can <laughs> yeah exactly like if had, even if there was a question before like it's it's like it's uh everybody's like clamoring for this kind of stuff now. I feel like it could be this could be like a renaissance of mm. music. Well, live music. Mm-hmm. Anything live, because like now now we all realize if you didn't realize before how necessary it's not even how great it is. It's how necessary that kind of stuff is. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. That's like the most like re like relief that you can get from the like reality. Like you go to a show and like you the whole world shuts out like. You're there for that yeah. reason. Everybody's there for the same reasons to, you know, have a good time and just like God, crushing my soul right now. Just thinking about it. Like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, I wish I could play these shows, too. I mean, we tried. You and I tried playing shows. And yep. the only thing we can get with bar gigs is just, you know, six feet. I mean, we can play full live band. That's cool. But it's not the same. Like, nobody's very dancing, hard nobody's to find places around. that are doing it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Just because yeah. like not everybody has the facilities for it outside. And there's people who are using real estate in their parking lots already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, dude, it's just, it's killer right now. Yeah. Like I said a statement, uh, early on the podcast with you, like the voltage lounge, just, like shut down, but it seems like they're back to running. Yeah. You, you know, said somebody bought it or so, stepped in. Yeah. It sounds like they got a donation or I would have to do more research, but they're back. So that's great. But they don't have a parking lot just to fucking do that. Even electric. God, what is it? It's not electric factory. It's, uh, Franklin Music Hall. Ugh, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's like they don't even have a parking lot. So like these venues, TLA, you know, I'm just naming all the Philly stuff, all the Philly venues. But I mean, even Starland. Starland's got like a dirt. Right? It's just not. You can't have that capacity for these shows. So it's really, it's really difficult to try to like adapt with yeah. with everything going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like and like for example, like Mike Chem, they have a world tour. I mean, they they're, they they were gonna do the amphitheaters anyways. They were. I think they were doing like. Like that was an arena tour. Yeah, and the arena tour too. Yeah, so they were gonna play MSG, weren't they? They were gonna play where? MSG. Yeah, 
they had two dates actually in Jersey, which was incredible. And like they didn't announce the second date and someone found it on the internet. Uh, my boy Kenny from this band Serious Matters, he like found it and was like, what? what? And there's like a second date. So I just oh, clicked like on that. Egg. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. Dude, I mean, they have to. It's their hometown. Like, obviously, it's because the whole tour was almost sold out. Like, it was insane. And it's a world tour. But they're they're They didn't announce um bands that were gonna be you know co-headlining or supporting the 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 bill in itself it was just them um yeah. but they rescheduled all until 2021 so maybe sucks. they'll take into consideration of who would come on the tour in general like lower mm-hmm. tier i know thursday would probably be a band that they would put on but i don't know i don't know it's just like I see in the near, like I see when this goes back to normal. It's it, I don't know, like what if anybody's listening or watching. I don't know if you agree with me, but like you know, you know, let us know what you think in the comment section or reach out to us DM. But I think that these bands should put on huge fucking tour packages, like mm-hmm. you know, and then also bring the lower tier bands into the you know to the perspective, and so we can like kind of rebuild the community the community that we once had. Yeah. Um. I don't man like how the question I have is like how's it all gonna start like who's gonna be the first one to do it because yeah. it's gonna come with a lot of scrutiny everyone's gonna overlap everybody yeah I I mean it's just it, it's really difficult to make the right call right now especially if you're trying to be safe like it's been so long now and it's kind of scary to be the first to do it. So who's going to be the one to step up to the plate and do it? Yeah, just like how Bert stepped up to the plate with this with stand-up comedy. I know other comedians are doing it, but like you said, yeah. he's not making any money where he's breaking even. Like that's fucking scary. Yeah. So, and I'm starting to actually get pissed off. Like, don't mean to be off topic, but some of the comments in their sections of uh, YouTube for their podcast, they're just saying, "Oh, they're they're." You know, they're hoarding out they're whoring out the uh the ads and everything it's like dude how else are they supposed to fucking make money just watch a 15 second clip and then skip or what is it five seconds and hit the skip next button and then do it one more time it's not that big they got, yeah they gotta make money man like this is their livelihood yeah they're not even touring like what the fuck do you expect like and not for nothing up. like if you're living in la dude it's in their community like just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean they don't have a lot that they need to live off of like you have a lifestyle mm-hmm. it all it all evens out for the most part that's true but living in la is just expensive in general like i think exactly bruce john um mark um tyler you know they all live out in la any fucking cheap dude or california he's in sacramento but that ain't fucking cheap dude like uh, like i think a rancher alone like if i go on like zillow right now i guarantee you a fucking rancher is like like six hundred thousand Oh, dude, five hundred thousand, uh, and it's like, bent, like it's like bent out of shape. <laughs> I have a friend of mine that uh, from California, and he was saying that. Uh, so his parents, like his mom's, like a school teacher, and his dad works construction. And their house, like a regular house, not much bigger than the one I have, is worth like fucking seven hundred thousand oh dollars. God, dude, right out, and you have right a pretty decent sized house in a in a good community. Yeah, it's a great house. Like, it's yeah, just, I like it. It's pretty big, like and but spacious. Move this house anywhere, like into that area, like this house is a million dollar house. <laughs> like it's fucking insane, dude. Like, and it's the, and it's not a million dollar house. I can guarantee you that. Mm, I wish I, it was. That's probably why Joe Rogan's moving to Texas, dude. Like their real estate out there is so cheap too, and they have like huge fucking houses. Like they could do whatever you want. You could literally do whatever you want. I wonder what their um the laws are with carrying. 
There isn't any. <laughs> yeah, really? Yes. <laughs> there literally is not a single law in Texas. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's a free for all, dude. You just do whatever the fuck I think you he's want. moving to Austin, though, which is more, well, not in Austin, but at least on the outskirts of Austin. And Austin's definitely more okay. of a uh, hipster, um, liberal, a more so. uh, progressive area. Okay. Uh, so, because that's where, like, um, like, it's a huge music scene down there in Austin. I know mm. a couple of people that, like, moved down there. Uh, uh, Mike and our cover band, I believe, went to Austin for, like, a year or something like that, he was saying, because he met Keith Urban down there. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Or it might have been Nashville, or I could be com- just completely making this up, because I had yeah, some yeah. weird dreams last night, yeah. and they felt real. <laughs> Stop <laughs> eating that fucking food before bed, dude. It'll do it to you. Dude, I had some Popeyes yesterday. That's what I'm that saying, might've, That might have did me in. That might have That might have been it. So Popeye's ch- spicy chicken sandwich or chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich? Uh, dude, I went, I went big boy meal. I got four pieces of chicken, some fries, two oh. biscuits because I was feeling frisky. And, uh, <laughs> dude, it's just something about that butter that they put in there. I know it's like probably cancerous, but damn, it's yummy. No, um, of course it is. It's like Olive Garden's fucking bread, dude. Like They just lather that shit on with a paintbrush. That's how they put butter on those fucking rolls. Yeah, oh, it's so good, delicious. man. Why is everything that's so good? Why is everything that's bad for you taste fantastic? Mm, preservatives. Everything. Man. Everything. So, so frustrating. Good. So good. Candy, soda, Struggle. cake, uh, cookie. I don't have a sweet tooth either, so I'm fucking sad. Like, I've never had a fucking cavity, dude. At all. Not one in my entire life. <laughs> or braces. <laughs> fucking set, dude. I'm a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm balling, dude. <laughs> that's that's like the prereqs to be a baller, bro. I don't know if you knew that. I just figured that out right now. So and also reading tons of books. Watch the fuck out. Well, comic books, a couple pages. Uh, let's it's not graphic get, novels. Yeah, graphic novels. Let's let's not get swine. Yeah, dude. God. I don't fucking read. Who do, you, who do you think I am? I don't know. Who do you think? Wait, what? What did you ever see that video of a? <laughs> it's the completely off topic again. Uh, the bowler that like bowled a perfect game, and he bowls bowls the strike at the very end, and it's on ESPN. And this guy goes, "Yeah, who do you think you are? I am." Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, whatever just came out of his head and in his mouth just was not filtered. He just like some old so dude. Excited. He probably does taxes on the weekend. He just bowled a perfect game on ESPN, and he's like, "Who do you think you are? I am." Oh, that dude's a fucking genius. Or what you drinking? What you drinking there, baby girl? I'm drinking Aquafina water. Oh. Pure water. Please recycle Aquafina. Pure water. Perfect taste. It, not this episode is not sponsored by Aquafina. I just I get it no. for free. So I will drink whatever. Coca Cola. No, I'm not a fan of Coke. Yeah, I know you're I'm not a Pepsi guy. <laughs> 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 we'll not do. We'll not dive too deep into that. But that was uh, that was a nice uh, little uh, little drop there. Nice. Yeah, nice. Fucking Coke, Pepsi. Pepsi is my shit, dude. Mountain Dew. I can drink that shit all day. Dude, I love Pepsi, oh. man. Like, I, hot take. I prefer Pepsi over Coke any day of the week. But you have to think that Pepsi is also basically owning the beverage industry. They distribute so much bullshit, like Gatorade, Starbucks, Pure Leaf, fucking yeah. dude. They have everything. Anything that you think and think of that's probably Pepsi. The only thing that Pepsi doesn't have really is like obviously Spray and Coke, but Snapple, I think, and Monster Energy. Like Monster Energy, I'm pretty sure is distributed by Coke. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Because Red Bull's their own entity; they don't need anybody. 
My dog's being so cute right now. She's a baby. Uh, when we were when we were chilling with Tyler, she popped up a couple times. I was like smiling and shit. Yeah, she's uh she's under the desk right now, and she's this is like her safe space when I'm in here, either oh. recording or uh, doing this or practicing or anything. And she uh she like lays under the desk, and she's so damn adorable. And she's under here right now, just getting pets. I'm just waiting for her to jump up one day on your desk, and she doesn't she really jump. She will. Yeah. She doesn't really jump, like, just puts her face in the camera. Dude, it was so funny. Like, when I had Andrew Wade on, like, way back in the day when I first started this thing, like, I was on the MacBook Air, and there was a couple errors coming on, and I couldn't really figure it out, so I just, um, I just, we just rescheduled, which was really cool of him to do that. But his dog, he has, like, a little pug, and he put him <laughs> on his lap, and he started, like, playing guitar. But, dude, I'm telling you, like, the dog, like, st- his dog, I think it's J- Joby, I can't remember, but he was staring into the camera like perfectly like no emotion like just like with a pug that he wasn't like one eyes this way one eyes the other way <laughs> like, dude, this is amazing like why isn't this recording right now well george we got a, a pretty good guest coming on soon you know mm-hmm. that you uh, just talked about today mm-hmm. yeah so um that's a, that's a nice little nugget we'll be dropping yeah i think i think i want to i think i want to have him back on with Alfredo, but Alfredo doesn't. He says he doesn't really do these kinds of things, which is cool. I don't care. No, but. I'm talking about the other one that we haven't done yet, George. The other one that we haven't done yet. You texted me this morning. Oh, I know. So in the near future, you you guys and gals and dudes and and boots can get ready. Zach and I are setting something up where we're going to be testing a lot of craft beer, and we're going to basically just probably rate them from one to ten and have a fucking good time. You know what I think is a good idea? I think we should post a uh, a little social media message of which ones we're going to be trying, so we can have some uh, some participation, maybe. Hmm true because i want to i want to involve the local breweries and then i want to um i want to like get some of my favorites like dude foreign objects such a fucking good craft beer dude it's amazing never heard of it i think they're from i forget where they're from but i can go to a local store bless you i can go to a local store around here and grab a couple single like single cans and just fucking we should do like a draft that's what it should be a draft a draft of beer So wait, what three? Let's write it down now. Screw it. Which ones do you want to do? For what, what craft beer? Yeah, what cra- what beers do you want to do? Bro? I want to do the. Two, I want to do two locals. I want to do well. There's three locals that I kind of want to do. I want to but... do Coors Light, Bud Light, and PBR, bro. <laughs> you, you'll love them. <laughs> Are you writing this down? Think, you have a fucking I, pen. I think what we should do is I should give you three beers that I want you to try. Okay. And you give me three beers that you want me to try. Okay. That's actually a really good idea. And then the two guests that we're going to have on, um, I'm not going to say them now because I want it to be kind of a surprise. But it's going to be a fucking good time, dude. Like, actually, one of the guests is a prior guest. So go through the list and see which one you think that would actually probably participate. Um, Foreign Objects. You're going to try that. Uh, You're going to try... Actually, let me look at my phone right now. Who's that by? That is Foreign Foreign Objects is the beer. Which one do you want me to try? Oh, that's what I'm looking up right now. Oh my god! Because I, there's only one I want you to try. Actually, there's there's probably two. They they, yeah, but you they have to pick your favorite. Well, we can only do one. I mean, how many beers are we doing? I I, I think like a good like solid like six to eight beers. Like, six to eight beers in one sitting, George. Oh no no no! We're not drinking them all. We're just gonna. Oh my god! What are you trying to taste do to them? me? <laughs> Destroy you <laughs> internally. Touche. <laughs> 
No, I don't, I'm saying like we just we just uh, we we drank like a couple like sips of them and just kind of give them a rating. That's not how that works. Ever. Oh, so we're supposed to drink the whole thing. Well, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? How about you drink the whole beer and I'll just <laughs> I'll just cool. taste. Let them. me promote my alcoholism. That's cool. <laughs> I could do the same thing. It doesn't take much. Trust me. Okay. Here we go. It's pulling up on the website. Um, okay. Give me one and I'll give you one. Oh, deliveries. Deliveries. Beers, 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 beers. So it's a new American hoppy ale called Precision Neurosis. So Precision Neurosis, dude. It tastes like it tastes like fucking Fruity Loops, dude. It's insane. All right, now the one I want you to try. This stuff. I want it. I want it to be special for you. Um, you know that's how I like it. So I let, so I tried this beer based off the name. Um, it's by Elysian. You've had Elysian before? I don't believe so. So try, write down Space Dust by Elysian. This sounds familiar. It's amazing. It's actually that's a great the, name for a craft beer. I like that's that why I drank it, and it was fantastic. See, that's, dude, it's all about marketing, man. It's all about the look of the can. It's like evil genius or geniuses. Uh, you know that's I've, I've had one of those before it's really good um i want to i want but and then as well as uh bringing some of the local breweries on i would like to bring on the chamney creek naked and maybe broken goblet i don't yeah. know if we can fit all three of them on there but i would like to bring at least two of them on for to sure. support the homies in the local anybody area. if you're a local brewery that would love to come on we'd love to have you please honestly and if you would love to have it inside your brewery we are down to do that too we'll get a table Absolutely. we'll get some cameras we'll hang out and drink some beers we'll talk about a it small price of free beer that's it <laughs> why, am I cl- why am i doing the click thing that's like been the thing today i don't know click. but i like it maybe that's my new like trademark i was just gonna say that's your probably that's your trademark dude zach keely or zach keely you know what i mean like yeah that's gotta be your new thing i don't just keep doing it i like it that's like ponder i'm gonna ponder beers after this podcast i'm gonna text you what they are but definitely the space dust will be on the list yeah we're gonna make a list we just need one more guest i'm trying to find a guest who would like thoroughly enjoy this like the one guest the one guest is on board like he's he's totally into ipas oh well there goes half of my there goes you know there goes a hint to who's going to be on for my list but he uh he uh yeah he's really into it so it's gonna be cool so i told him i said don't worry about it like if the worst case i'll ship you out some of these beers that we're doing for the lineup um but yeah we'll figure it out but i mean that that's gonna be a good episode i mean we might get drunk so i would hope for anybody to tune in to see if they want to make our ass of ourselves i know i will probably i say some dumb shit when i drink a little bit yeah. Well, the music industry is still on pause, and we're gonna keep making podcasts, and we're gonna be testing beers, and we have some new guests coming up. Um, so you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I mean, this is this is gonna get fucking hype. This train's gonna start get rolling. This train's gonna start rolling. Yep. Be careful. For sure, my brother. You can follow us on Instagram, the Limelight Podcast, Twitter, Twitter. If personal. You, want, but, you know, not much has happened for me on Twitter, but I'll try. I'll be a better tweeter if I get some more followers. <laughs> YouTube, uh, Limelight Podcast. We're going to try to aim for 100 subscribers so we can get a custom URL. Um, so subscribe if you can. Also, you know, follow us on Facebook, the Limelight Podcast. I mean, we're everywhere. Just type in the Limelight yes, Podcast in any social media and we will be there. 
Yeah. We will be there. I have a couple of things to edit too. I have to put you as the co-host on the intro. I still haven't done that yet. Oh man. It's not official until that happens. No, it's official. Dude, I've already we've already announced it. Like you're already yeah, it's not official. This guy I'm just a guest, a recurring guest until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're a good recurring guest. You're a great recurring guest. Thanks. So that's cool. I appreciate you. <clears throat> All right. We'll see y'all later. Next time you see us, we'll be talking to some guests and then try some craft beers. Sure. Let's fucking go, dude. See ya. Peace out, dudes.